0: Everyone's had a great gamer week out there in Gamertown. You're currently listening through your headphones, your car radio, or any number of other devices to the Broken Campfire Podcast. This is a podcast about video games and other media. Today we bring you Zoom. three hosts. Yeah, we it's not really about Zoom.
1: No, uh, but like you could be listening through Zoom. a Zoom.
0: We've used Zoom before for like one. No podcast. Zoom,
1: like the Microsoft Zoom.
0: Oh, I never had one of those. I was uh, went from like MP3 players to iPods. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I guess the Zoom is an MP3
1: player, but
0: they could be listening on the Zoom. You're right. I don't want to disparage Zoom.
1: So you were saying something about three people.
0: Right. That's that's me, Andy, and also you guys, John and Flask.
1: Oh, I, I okay. I did just do a head count, and yes, there are three. He's right.
0: Uh, Vito is still fucking off to Italy. I mean, sorry, I, um, I forget where we're at with the Vito cannon. Um, he's not been allowed back right now. Yeah, he's still a uh, permanent guest here. Greg, who is firmly in host tier, has also been subsumed by the Italy virus. Uh, so he's not with us this week. That's okay. Uh, who needs him? Who needs either of those guys? We have the crew. John Flask. In me the crew is it's true your boys. everybody's uh, poll favorite Broken Campfire hosts are here
1: one day we should do one of those like Shonen Jump popularity polls um
0: it'll have five responses and every one of us <laughs> will have one vote yes from <laughs> <laughs> <Probably laughs> all of us voting for ourselves yeah actually I'm gonna have zero votes but Flass is gonna have two Wow. Um,
1: Wait a second. Let me do some math. Let me figure out what that means.
0: Uh, so, owing to the kind of monolithic way that some of us played games last week, um, and that we had uh, lower than normal host attendance, this might be a quick and breezy pod. But we got some things to talk about uh, before I get started up on the Dark and Darker, Darker playtest. John, I want to give you the mic for a bit. I feel like it's been a while since we had a good. John goes first round table. I want he did John. Not play, he did not play Dark and Darker.
2: No, I had better things to do than waste my time on right. Drek and Drekker. Cut his mic.
0: Jeez. Cut his mic. I regret all those nice things I just said.
2: Uh, But I did buy... I bought two things, but they're kind of one thing, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. No. Well, you will. No,
2: I, I bought them. the Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection Volume oh. 1 and 2.
0: Whoa. Those games are sick, dude. I played them uh, when I was young. Or, yeah, I played a couple good. of the Battle Network games. They're good.
2: Yeah, yeah. Also, I've only played a handful of these on the, I think, Game Boy Advanced. Um, and I dug them, yeah. so I bought them, and I'm playing, and they're pretty, pretty mindless fun.
0: I didn't know they How were separated into games. Volumes. Like, like you bought like four or five games in those volumes, right?
2: Uh, volume mm-hmm. one has like 1, 2, and 3, and then I don't actually know what volume 2 has because I haven't opened it, but I'm assuming it's at least 3, 4, and... 4, I mean 5, four, and, five six. and
0: 6. How are, they, uh, how are they playing? Like, are they...
2: Well, I mean, I'm only I'm playing in order. I've only started the first one. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, uh sorry, the volume 2 includes... um. Yeah, four, five, and six, but it looks like, and i I don't think I followed the series at this point, it looks like they kind of did like a Pokemon thing where there's like two fours. There's a, a red sun yeah. and a blue moon, and then Team Proto Man, Team Colonel. They did I that since that three.
1: Really. Three had white and blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. I must have played one
0: and maybe two as well because I definitely do not remember that. But I, I, I did play some of these games.
1: Yeah. As I recall, unlike Pokemon. You could definitely, like, I mean, I guess with Pokemon, you could, you know, have debates about which was the better version to get, right? But they at least tried to balance, like, which pokes you could get in each version so that it seemed like there were cool cool monsters to capture in either version, and, and ultimately, version, you the know? difference
0: was, like, 10 Pokemon, right? like It's yes. not, like, what, well, I mean, a 10 is maybe even exaggerating it. Like, the early ones where I kind of fell off Pokemon, I know it was only, like, literally, like, the Legendary was different, you know what I mean?
1: And, like, you know, there was, like, you know, can you catch a Sandshrew or an Ekans or, like, a Growlithe or a Volpix, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, with, with the Mega Man Battle Network games, I think there was more of a consensus sometimes about which was the better version. Because, like, there are different bosses and um, some other stuff that I forget. But there's, like, it's less of a, a balance, you know. It's, like, do I want mm-hmm. this better content or not?
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I guess I'll have a report on which one. I'm not going to play through all of them. I'll just right. pick one and and hopefully I pick a good one. Uh, but yeah, I'm Roll. playing the first one right now, or first volume and first game. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm taking it. Cool.
1: I think um, I I feel like the consensus is that the first is still a fine game, but like probably the weakest of the series because they haven't really figured out like everything about it yet.
2: Yeah, cause but, yeah. There's some quality of life stuff that's. Like, I'm like, I know they have to improve this in later games. Like, going yeah. through your chips, you can't really organize them at all. It's just like, when you get it, you get it. So, you know, if you're trying to like match these things up, I got to go do a list of like a 100 chips. And, you know, they're just, there's just no organization. It's not like, you know, you you get like three dashes and they all appear together. No, you could have a dash at the top, dash like number 75, and you're, you know, you're trying to get them all together. And it's like, well, why isn't there just like a sort button?
1: Right. Why can't I sort my dashes?
2: Can't sort my dashes.
1: Why can't I not sort
0: my dashes?
2: Um. Yeah, so I've been doing that. That's 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 the video game side. And on the, the entertainment side, I I think I had only started it when we, we last talked, but I finished season one. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I don't think I finished it. I finished season one of Doom Patrol.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: season one of Doom Patrol and I dug it. I didn't start season two, but not not because I was like, no, oh, I don't like this. Needed a needed a break. Sure. Um. Yeah, I liked it. I I I think that um, I, I, I was kind of I th- you know I thought the show had one season and maybe a second one, but don't like three seasons, working on like a fourth one now or something. It's I mm-hmm. it's more Definitely popular than side. I thought. Um. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Maybe Brendan, I got some work. I don't know if he sticks around (laughs) for later seasons. I don't know when he was doing... Why wouldn't he?
1: He's doing the voice. He's doing... And appearing occasionally. He's 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 a big game now, right? He's not
2: some little guy that they can just boss around. He's He's as big as a whale. He's as big as a whale. We are talking about Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Yeah, he plays the voice. Well, there is a robot, and he does the voice for it.
1: A robot okay. in my hand, But it's like
2: a main character. It's like, or like I said, arguably the main character. Um isn't it in a lot? And then uh Andy, have you have you watched any of Succession? Have you caught up? No, dude. I it's oh, you're literally top
0: thing on my list. I'm we're going on another work trip next week. Might be yeah, yeah maybe you should. I, I think you're gonna actually.
1: I gotta watch that fucking show. I gotta watch that fucking show. Uh well, another episode, I, I, another good one. All right, one. dude.
2: All right, but did you watch it? Did you watch Barry? I did oh no, That's what am sorry. I supposed to talk about am <laughs> <to> <laughs> I didn't know that what are we doing Holy here fuck. what are we doing here? I actually didn't either. I would just I caught the last episode of Succession today, and it was just Man. like hey, you might want to watch this, and I was like,
0: what well, I'll <laughs> tell you what succession uh, a very high priority, but it just became number two priority. There's Boom.
2: two episodes out. I don't know if they both come out at once. I'm just a little. They late. They came out at but...
1: once. Yeah,
0: okay. they, uh, that's why I happened last year too. Last uh,
2: thumbs up, thumbs down. I know you don't do it, but come on now.
1: Uh, my I feel like my thumbs are positive so far. You know, like right. I don't right. like the show as much as you guys <laughs> in general. <Thumbs> are positive. <laughs> my thumbs are, not are not smiling not, inside. What I can do. Um, but no, the the episodes, the first two episodes are good. I liked them.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I want to guess. I haven't seen it yet. Watch him guess and watch him be so
2: It's going to be funny. It's going to be so stupid.
0: I'm guessing Barry... You guys don't have to answer. I'm just saying. I'm guessing Barry's still in prison, but it looks like he's getting out soon.
2: (laughs) You are so insane.
1: The words you speak are like so childish. So stupid.
2: It's like... I, I can't say the things I want to say right now.
0: How stupid am I?
1: Extremely. Thumbs stupid. up or thumbs down? Stupid. <laughs>
0: negative. Uh, I, got th- some, I got some negative thumbs on this one. Yeah. <laughs> negative thumbs. Uh,
2: but yeah, so two episodes of that out. I watched those today, and I, I enjoyed them. Uh, nothing do I, do I need a
0: spoiler bunker myself. I mean, I don't want to. No, no,
2: no. I don't myself. really need to go into too much. He kind of. I mean, he
0: gave the positive thumbs.
2: I give positive thumbs. Yeah. What more do you need? You know.
1: Hmm. I really, uh-huh. I, I, we're kind of in a holding pattern because the first two episodes work well together as an opening to the, like an, an entry yeah, to the season. Yeah, would, and we're kind of like together. holding on for the, the stuff to pick up and really get a little bit more crazy, I think.
2: Agreed. Agreed. Um, and that's about it. I know you're probably, you're clamoring, you're saying, John, what, what's going on with you and Blade? Are you guys friends yet? Are you? <laughs> what, what's happened in your relationship? I know <laughs> you and Blade are always Blade? in my thoughts. I know. I took a brief pause on Marvel's Midnight Suns, but I am going to get back to it.
1: Will they or won't they? Okay.
2: You know, uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, you know, so... That's true. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for me.
0: Cool. I, I, I feel bad that I haven't seen either Barry or... I'll uh, Watch it, whatever. So. You're not You the, the entertainment, entertainment loop, dude. I'm out of the, I'm out of the in- entertainment gooey loop.
1: You and Blade you should me. have a suck session.
0: Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, cool. I hope to hear an update on Blade next week. I'm just gonna say that. We'll see. Cool. Let's move right along to me because all I've done is Dark and Darker. In Flask, mm-hmm. I imagine you've done maybe a little bit more than that. But um, we've done or we've played extensively over the last week.
1: Iron Mace's
0: Dark and Darker playtest number five. Oh, this is this that illegal hacker game? Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, the we'll the get dark into web. the the dark and darker legal, web. Yeah. So <laughs> for reasons that I think we'll get into later, uh, Iron Mace had to release. The dark and darker playtest over torrent,
1: which to be clear is not illegal. It's a completely legal method of distributing files. It's just that right. it's often used for piracy. Uh, a very
0: interesting playtest on that sense. Just like every couple of days, having to download a, an update to the playtest yeah. via torrent and hotfix. Download it was, yourself. It's kind of a hot mess because they would post the torrent link on the Discord. But I assume either Discord messaged them, or they got flagged by bots or something. But po- just directly posting links like that in a high traffic server is a good way to like get a post just automatically removed. You know what I mean? Because it's a link, like, yeah. and it's not illegal, but like, you know, you don't know that if you are a bot who's searching for piracy. Yeah, so I think they finally it, had, had the same to thing not, happened to them on. Uh, sorry, you th- you're you're going where I was going, but I was going to say also that. Uh, they posted on Twitter as well. I was going to take yes. it off of Twitter.
1: But then the last hotfix, they had to like put in code <laughs> to have you like yeah. And like translate. The, yeah. But a lot of people downloaded. It. A lot of people were playing. A lot of people went that little extra distance, learned how to torrent maybe for the first time through younger people. Yeah, um,
0: consistently, uh, the game tells you 20, there was uh twenty to thirty thousand in the dungeon, sometimes yeah. more, uh consistently.
1: Just goes to show you how this game really has hidden struck a nerve with players and it has a very avid fan base at this point.
0: Yeah, it was a really interesting playtest, I think. Uh the playtest started I think that we got to see a little bit more of like the vision of what the complete game might look like. Um because the playtest started with us starting on the new map, The Ruins. And if you manage to survive and descend some stairs at the end of the round, you'd go into the dungeons, which is the map that we're more familiar with. It's got kind of this inverted pyramid style, and there's even another level below The Dungeons. Um,
1: And as you've said before, that was their plan all along for how they intended to design the game. Start outside on the surface work your way into the dungeon, and then if you wanted to go further, you could go down to hell.
0: I kind of wish that we had had that playtest all throughout because I had problems with that, what was going on there, um, but the community really got angry about the changes, and mm-hmm. the very next day they um, had a patch that basically re- reversed in a lot of ways back to Playtest 4 but we still got to check out the new map just not yeah it was still available on its own yeah
1: yeah I, as i was saying in private um you know i i liked this idea and i wanted to or i enjoyed spending time trying to figure out what the deal with the ruins was and how to progress and everything like that something there were definitely flaws yeah. yeah there were definitely flaws and Um, I really do hope that they can implement a better, uh, a more improved version of this in future, which I think is what they're going to do because that's their plan. Um, unless the fan base is so against it that they just can't like, no one's going to play the game unless they do it differently. Only I hope they. I hope they just
0: reacted quickly to keep people happy, but they're able to kind of like parse the noise because, like, me too. I think. I think even the fans like reading it. I think a lot of people didn't mind the concept of, like, going from, like, ruins to the dungeons. But they were confused about how to do that. The rogue got some big buffs this time around. He got a double jump. And it seems like the rogue just dominates that first map. So people weren't really liking the first map as much. As well, the worst change, the fucking lighting change in the dungeon, where they made all of the lights in the dungeon blue, like blue flame torches, which just casts a very weird vibe. <clears throat> I yeah, kept saying it's it a, like, like an I artificial like an blue alien. filter over everything. Yeah, I kept saying I was like in an alien ruin in like Oblivion. Yeah, but even more blue than that.
2: Um, I'm blue. I'm I'm blue. And by the way,
1: when we say that the rogue dominated the the ruins, we mean like literally no matter how fast you are, you cannot catch a rogue if he's running away from you and, uh, they can jump over all of the ruins of the ruins, uh, up to places that you can never reach as other classes. So it's just like yeah. completely actually unfair.
0: Yeah. I mean, if like a rogue is playing like a good rogue should never lose. All yeah. The ruins. You could just hit and alive. run
1: forever and kill anybody.
0: Me and Flask even, like, had the experience where we were, like, dominating a guy. And we chased him for, like, ten minutes. But, like, he
1: just Literally kept... Literally could not catch him.
0: I think we, if I remember, we did eventually end up getting that guy. But it was after he decided to attack us when we caught him early. You know what I mean? Yeah, he
1: basically gave up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what I do also appreciate is is that they were so quick to respond to something that the fan base or that the player base didn't oh, uh, respond sure. well to. And that was uh repeated throughout the playtest actually is that their their responses, their feedback or their responses to feedback um were all very, you know, well-reasoned, very very uh friendly and uh um You know, they were they were apologetic about things that didn't work well or what were not technical problems that were happening that weren't necessarily their fault. They were still responding to those things and being apologetic and trying to fix them as best they could as quickly as they could. And I really appreciated that. They seem like a a company that's very much aware of (laughs) the uh, the large uh, uh, dedicated player base that they've already accumulated and how these people love their product. And they want to, you know, appease those people and keep them engaged and uh, work well with yeah. them.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, considering what they're going through on the legal and financial end right now, deciding to do this, like, if they had decided that they had to cancel or postpone this playtest, I'm sure people would have been upset. But, like, nobody would have, like, blamed them for being bad devs. You know no. I mean? Like, Yeah. Uh, I, I I, honestly was not even expecting the playtest to happen. Uh, I wasn't Until... Either. The day it it happened, and they uh, um, dropped the torrent,
1: which is just a uh, what do you say baller move?
0: <laughs> yeah, I would I say like that so. kind of
1: move. I liked uh,
0: their Twitter posts when they posted the link. that said Plan Z released the playtest on torrent.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is good. Um, but yeah, aside from that, the it was fun. As fun yeah, as fun. Uh, Dark and Darker always is.
0: Yeah, uh, I I wasn't a fan of some of the changes mechanically, but I think the game is always... Every playtest has felt pretty different on the nuts and bolts level, so I'm sure whatever I say won't even be relevant by the next playtest. Uh, yeah. I think the Bard was in a better state at the end of the playtest than he was at the beginning, but I think we could still see some development on the Bard. Felt- I would hope so. A little undercooked compared to the rest of the classes, which makes sense. I mean, it's the newest class, but uh, you can feel it a little bit.
1: Because I would love to be able to play like a proper bard that has its place in the team comp. You know, yeah. I think that would be. He a just lot doesn't of fun.
0: have enough like great. Uh, like, maybe give him some more support spells or something.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Good playtest though. I had a lot of
1: fun. Looking forward to the next one. Do it. The next one. That's all I got, though.
0: Just okay. uh, Dark and Darker. Flask, what do you got?
1: Um, Mostly Dark and Darker. Playtest number five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That's basically what I've been doing as far as... Oh, I mean, I have been also still playing uh, Resident Evil 4 playthroughs. As I said, I'm not in such a video gaming mood right now. Kind of doing other stuff more. Um, But I'm keeping up with I was keeping up with Dark and Darker and and also RE4 still. Okay. Nothing more to say on that front so much. Um, just uh, plugging away at like challenges and stuff like that. Cool. Um, well, I watched uh, a show. Uh, oh, I, watched, underline. I watched The Bear, which is an FX show from last year. Do you guys know of this show?
0: No. No. Okay. Is it about a bear?
1: It is not uh is it is about title, <laughs> <laughs> it is about a young man or a man who um uh has been a fine dining chef in a very high-end restaurant in New York City who uh after his older brother commits suicide back home in Chicago um he is left with his brother's sandwich shop and he decides to come back home and run operate the uh this this little local sandwich shop that his that his older brother ran um and it's got all you know the employees are still still there um and you know because he comes from a different world and he's you know trying to make the the business work, he does start making some changes and introduce new stuff and um so there's you know some wholesomeness some conflict uh but basically. Um it's just about like the the trials and tribulations of running a uh fast moving little mom and pop restaurant like that. Um yeah, I uh I loved it, <laughs> which I don't say that often. Uh I really enjoyed the show in like wow. a fundamental way. Um, would you
0: give it two thumbs up?
1: In, in a world where I gave thumbs, yes, probably. Not probably. Yeah. I I would um, right, which was surprising right. to me that I liked it that much.
0: God, I wish we were in that world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I do too. <laughs> so like considering how much it's about stress and yelling, people yelling at each other, which I usually struggle with watching. I was surprised how much I enjoyed it. All like I, just, I just binged it uh, one Whoa. day for the whole season. Hey, that's, a,
0: episodes. that's exciting to hear.
1: Yes. Um, there are definitely logical flaws here and there that you could point out. Um, and I wasn't fully satisfied by certain things in the final episode. There's some stuff that like, if you've seen the final episode, you probably know what I'm talking about. There's some certain things that like, I don't know, necessarily know that I agree with. Um, but the quality of everything the show does easily overcomes those, those little problems for me. Um. And there's a, there's a, it's like a naturalistic feel to the whole thing that just feels right. Like it just feels like you're in this place with these people for real. <laughs> um, it doesn't feel like a, a show. It feels like you're just observing this little, you know, setting this little, these, these experiences. Uh, so I, yeah, I really enjoyed it and I really do recommend it. The bear. There is oh, a reason to name the bear, by the way. Um, you find out in the course of the show. Bear. It is not about a bear. No. <laughs> um, I'm already tired of it. Un- unless there's a, you know, I guess there's a possible metaphorical bear, but that's not really even the point. But yeah, I understand being tired of this, this constant uh, misdirection. And Um, I really hope that, uh, that Hollywood can improve. Someday. What
0: really got me was the film Barbarian last year. I mean, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Good movie though. Yes. Speaking of um, good
0: movies, I'm gonna jump on your round table. Oh, okay. Uh, to add something, I saw like 2015 Sinister for the first time last weekend.
1: Oh, <laughs> right.
0: I don't typically watch horror movies. I like that one. Uh, I've you know what's funny? I know this movie from a long time ago. Because I used to listen to what was it called? The Spin? Was that what it was called? Or maybe The Crew. There was a podcast but okay. uh back in the days early twenty tens, prior to podcasting becoming the thing, where um where we hopped on the bandwagon. Uh where it was just a bunch of guys talking about movies, like breaking down critical reviews of movies and like, you know, chatting about movies. But one of the guys right. was C Robert Cargill who had to stop podcasting because he uh, wrote Sinister. Oh, okay. And he got busy in Hollywood. Uh, so I've had I this thing on my radar forever, but I just have never bothered to watch it. But I really liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, I heard the sequel sucked. Really? Does it? Oh, that that sucks. I was thinking about it.
2: I heard it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't see it myself, but it just tries to go into like the history of the the demon or whatever, and it's just like, why even try to explain that? Like, you don't need to.
0: Yeah, I figured a sequel would have been about like the next family in the line. You know what I mean? Like whoever mm-hmm. moves. In. I mean, it
2: might be that and that, but I I hear it's mostly about what is the Begul is the name. Yeah, I find it, like Begul, yeah. It's a past or whatever.
0: Uh, I also I don't think not so maybe sequel. I just got some bad info. You don't always got to kill the monster. You, know what I mean? you don't gotta like explain every little detail about the monster and then kill it. I think it's one of the reasons why like I'm not typically a horror movie guy and I latched onto David Lynch's style because he doesn't ever promise he's going to explain or kill the monster. You know what I mean? It's just sure. the vibe the vibe of the surreal and the horror.
1: I'll be honest, I still get Sinister and like Insidious. Insidious. A couple oh, other movies confused that. all the time. They all came around in like the same era of horror films. Well, Sinister is a lot about um,
0: the man who seems to be a journalist investigating. Ethan Hawke, Hawk, yeah. Right. He's investigating the death of a family. <laughs> oh, and either at the very beginning of the movie or right before the movie begins, he gets a uh, box of film reels that detail... Super 8. Yeah, Super 8 reels and a a projector, um, which detail even more sinister
1: uh, things that have happened.
2: Oh, I get it.
1: Oh, I see.
2: Yeah, and then, the, you know, then he gets beat up by a ghost. And uh, yeah, sure, it's a good movie. I mean, good I dug I, I it too.
1: I hate getting beat up by ghosts. I'm glad it's never happened to me. I just hate it conceptually. Um, yeah, kind of sinister. Um, so I also sure. watched a movie. No, uh, I guess I can talk about this. It's going to be a short podcast anyway. Um. <laughs> I watched uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods.
0: Oh, you know, it's funny. It. My my mom watched Shazam one for whatever yeah. reason. And she was like, I thought that movie was dumb. It seems so overrated. I, I don't know why people <laughs> liked
1: it. I, uh, I also thought the first one was dumb, but in like a like an inoffensive way where I could at the end of the day say that was OK. You know, there was stuff about it that was OK. Uh, the sequel is not nearly as good as that um it's 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 pretty lousy i don't know it's not it's not a very good <laughs> movie it's not a very good superhero movie i mean it's it's fine like it, i i don't know it's it's at the it's basically it's a mediocre to poor film um hanging off the end of a dying branch of dc films because this is one of the last few in this universe so like there's just this feeling overhanging everything of like imminent doom (laughs) what is the point exactly um but that that's not the reason the movie is lousy it's just a not a very good film right 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 um i don't even want to go into it it's just not really worth seeing, even if you like superhero movies. I mean, I guess if you just literally want to see a blur fly through the air and hit another big CGI monster, yes! go go ahead, because <laughs> there's a few of those scenes in there. Um, probably the biggest, the one thing I'll mention about the movie, which might be one of the biggest problems, is that, um, uh, Zach, what's his name? The guy who plays Shazam?
2: Oh, Zach Galifianakis.
1: No. Uh, Jeez, Zach, so. Zach Braff. the guy from Chuck, no, yeah, is that oh,
2: you're right? Zach Braff, Zach Braff, yeah,
1: no, uh, I forget no, his Zach name,
2: Zach Baggins, Zach Baggins,
1: I forget his name, the Chuck guy who plays <laughs> Shazam when he's Shazam Spider? Um, he yeah. he plays the character oh, as about five oh, years that's younger, that's that? if not more then the child actor plays the character when he's the child so you've got a whenever he's the kid in like the three scenes he's a kid in the movie he acts more mature than he does as shazam and i mean that by a lot like shazam acts like a childish um idiot basically (laughs) and it's very i don't even know what to call it it's just very like it sounds like they're
0: going for like a serious kid who opens up and loves life by his adulthood and that kind of thing but it,
1: that does sound like what they would be that what they would say in like an interview doesn't it that does sound like uh reasonable when you would say it that, that way but the the end result is that you've got this like um moron leading the movie who acts more childish than any child his age ever would and makes just decision after decision that you're just rolling your eyes at anyway it's uh it's not a very good film helen mirren is in it
2: all right uh, fuck it <laughs>
1: uh that's all i really got I, I don't know i feel like there was something else i had thought of earlier but i don't remember at this point so it's dead to dust me. dust in the wind
2: dude
1: yeah dust in the wind
2: no, well, we are death in the wind
0: that sounds like a pretty good if uh, Bob Dylan sung Dustin Warren. mm
2: mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: All right. Cool. Well, without we'll the other podcasters weighing us down, we can go straight into the news, 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 no, news. I'll be Already. Honest, I hate them. I hate them, too, dude. Every week. It's been my favorite podcast in a long time, I'll tell you.
1: I like them a little bit. I mean, can no, we really no, just dispense I with them completely? Uh, fans
0: of Harry Potter movies rejoice because David Heyman, who produced all of the original films, is in talk to be the executive producer on a new original series based on the books happening at Max.
1: Wow. <laughs> what's mask? What's What's Max, you might ask, forgetting that HBO Max rebranded itself as just Max? Well,
0: when you do the addition of HBO Max plus Discovery, it turns out that Discovery is actually a negative number. So it's more like a subtraction, and it removes the (laughs) HBO.
1: It subtracts HBO from the equation, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to be getting a decade-long series produced with the, quote, same epic craft, love, and care this global franchise is known for. Each There's something existential in the original books and bring Harry Potter and these incredible adventures to new audiences around the world. While the original classic and beloved films will remain at the core of the franchise and available to watch globally.
1: Wow. Yeah, they've been. I think the one thing I was seeing over and over again is like how faithful an adaptation this is going to be, which basically is just saying we're going to give Ron back his lines that we gave to Hermione in the original films. And
0: people are going to be like, whoa, here's the whoa. differences from this episode. <laughs> you're totally going to see articles like that for weeks. I, oh, okay. for sure. A decade-long series. Let's
1: Yeah, let's there's something down. existentially dark about committing children to anything that's decade-long. I don't know. Like, I know that that's what happens, and that's what's going to happen, and it's not actually depressing, but... It's just, it feels that way when you lay it all out that way, right out front, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. And also, like, a decade, like, you need a full HBO season to tell the Philosopher's Stone in a, in a uh, you know, authentic way. That book's like 200 pages, right? 300 pages, maybe?
1: That's why I could see them, like, expanding some stuff and sort of making more, like... Whimsical wizardry happen, you know more more exploration of the world a little bit in the at least in the earlier seasons, and then it's just, you know once once we get to the dark seasons, then there's enough material to adapt to make it like fully plot driven. HBO,
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like the original films are good, like they're fine. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I I would I would maybe be more excited for this in a case where like there's an adaptation that whiffed it. Like a Dune scenario. And this is like okay, a fresh take. But like could could these be anything but worse than the originals? Like maybe very likely maybe like half blood Prince on they you know, those are like where the movies start getting kinda of dicey. I don't know.
1: Honestly, I don't expect anything to be better than like what that era of films gave us, like the, the Harry Potters and the Lord of the Rings of that yeah. era. Where there was still a sense of wonder in the world. <laughs> it wasn't it, yet squashed by everything that happens now.
0: There's also like a sense of like giant sets of where practical effects are happening. I, oh, like yeah. I know obviously like Harry Potter, especially a lot of it's digital, of course it is, but you know, I don't know. The this only is thing old, one can do. This is like days, old man that? compared to the zoomer speak, but like the the nostalgia for like making a film, you know what I mean?
1: yeah whenever whenever you hear about a film like this all you hope is that the creatives the creators behind it have like uh
0: an unusual Honestly.
1: affection for practical uh sets and effects and costuming and stuff like that and that is you know a rare thing that you're always like i I hope the people actually know what they're doing and want to portray things in a uh a com- you know a a cozy right. way rather than making everything a a cold c g <laughs> i blur basically
0: i'm just i'm just really struggling to imagine a decade series for the Harry potter book
1: i mean they gotta get the kids to age. <laughs> Yeah, right. You gotta get the kids to go from ten to like eighteen to twenty.
0: Alright, I mean if you're doing it, the smart way to do it would be would be like you would want to uh cover book one and two in like season one, and then like book three and four in like season two. Uh I don't know if that would work. But like basically what you would wanna do is kids they grow up fucking fast but they grow up slower as they get older. So you want to like try to, you know, get the 10-year-old to play the 11-year-old before it's too late and all of a sudden he's like, you know, looks like an adult playing a teenager.
1: I also think that, you know, aside from the obvious like, oh, it just feels right to make to make it a book per season, you know. I think there's another aspect of like pacing where they want sort of the end of each season to feel like you're left on either that triumphant or or like a cliffhanger note where they they'll, that'll bring people back for the next season to see what they'll do next. And also some people who have somehow never experienced anything Harry Potter will be like, oh, what's the next one going to be? You know, instead of mid-season starting up a new story. And kind of squandering that as far as uh, TV people are concerned.
0: How uh, how much do you think they're going to make it obvious from episode one that Snape is working with Dumbledore?
1: (sighs) I think there's going to be a lot of stuff like that that (laughs) I could see being There's going to be stuff like,
0: like they won't say it explicitly. I mean, maybe they'll even show us a scene. But I'm willing to bet it's going to be more like they stare at each other a lot. You know what I mean? Just to show the audience like. (laughs) What are these what are they, what's going on here, and they wink, yeah, exactly they wink <laughs> <laughs> Harry we'll I will say watch
2: every episode religiously <laughs>
0: i mean, I'm gonna watch the shit out of it, and I will, yeah, this might be my new Game of Thrones show where I hate watch I don't know, we'll see
1: oh okay
0: i'm 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 kidding, I don't actually expect to hate this, um I just. Why do it, except for cynical reasons, so I'm not optimistic about the outcome. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. The, the teaser had the uh, John Williams Hedwig's theme, which is, like, basically the Harry Potter theme. So I wonder mm-hmm. if they're just going to reuse the John Williams score because it's perfect. Okay, it's good <laughs> so why not just fucking—I
0: mean, I know why not, but, like, just make a new story in the Wizarding World and take set it, like, after Harry Potter, but not about Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, what happened, what's, what's going on in Hogwarts 10 years from now when those guys are too important to care about small shit happening at Hogwarts? We don't ever have to see them. You know what I mean? Just make a new story. Yeah. Follow, the only issue I can think of kid. with that... Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: The only issue I can think of with that is that a lot of the mysteries that are presented and solved within Harry Potter's stories are kind of, like, fundamental to the world. You know what I mean? And so like, like if we're looking at Harry Potter because he is the most important person at the most important time in, in the wizarding history, um, as far as we're aware, but on the flip side, I feel like you could definitely expand the wizarding world and make new stories that feel just as important. It's just that they're afraid to, because everyone's always afraid to like shake up things in not shake up things that already exist, but like add new things to a very firmly pre established franchise right to um to genuinely extend and expand the world in different directions. people are just afraid to do that usually
0: then you know maybe set it back six hundred years or whatever it was, and show us the founding of Hogwarts, or like follow like the class of Merlin, and we get to learn why he is as as he is like a legendary figure, but one that like is so legendary that nobody feels the need to talk about him. You know what I mean?
1: I'm actually really surprised they haven't done that yet. That seems like something that people would do, you know? Yeah. But (laughs) I'm just saying uh, I would be more interested in a
0: project like that than like a, just a total faithful recreation of the books, mostly Mm -hmm. because like the original movies were fine and good. Agreed. And man, not not to keep waxing on this, but I guess we got time. But like, how are they? How are they going to beat like the marketing of like those three guys as Harry, Ron, and Hermione? You know what I mean? Like those. I feel like that image is like so ingrained in my head that like I remember even when I read the books, I would picture Radcliffe or Watson a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Like it's just sure, yeah. it's it's that much in my head. Yeah, like, and even like. Yeah, it's going to be a yeah. tough one for sure. I feel like it's going to be like. I'm, I'm predicting it now. It's going to be a lot of Harry Potter at home memes.
1: <laughs> I am sure that will happen. Just resurrect Richard Harris again and uh, bring him into the new ones. Was that Please. the original Double Door, like from movie one? From movies one and two before he died. Oh, okay. Yeah. For, for some reason, I couldn't remember the war. I thought there was. Okay. I
0: thought there were three Dumbledores, and he died at the first one, and then the second one was like a one-off. Nah, run. Richard Harris. Esteemed actor okay. Richard
1: Harris. Sir Richard Harris, even, I think. Uh, then we he got, played uh, Dumbledore in the first two, and then Michael Gambon played him from three to eight. eight.
0: I thought Michael Gambon did a great job, but I do kind of wish we lived in the world where we saw Richard Harris play the more intense Dumbledore of the later
1: Yeah, I do too. Later half.
0: Well, in other news. Uh Alec Baldwin's lawyers reported that his charges are going to be dropped.
1: About the and, uh, the rust shooting?
0: Yep. As Ooh. well, they expect the charges against the armorer uh to also be dropped. Uh manslaughter charges on the rust shooting.
1: So who is Who is taking responsibility then?
0: Nobody at this point.
1: Oh. oh okay. It was all a big accident, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't want to get into the debate about how much anybody's responsible for what happened, but this was uh you know, this is the expected outcome when rich people do bad things. That's, yeah. that's all I want to say.
1: I mean the, the, the most obvious thing would be like, you know, that the the armor, whoever responsible for making sure the gun was safe is charged with at least like some sort of negligence charge. Um, th- right. But that uh, never, that never happened right at the beginning. And the like things have just been a shit show since then.
0: Yeah. Like they were both negligent in their duty, but how much of that is criminal and how much of that, uh, you know what I mean? It, there's weird. Yeah. Lines. It's like
1: an act of God kind of thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, clearly yeah. they could have done better, but, I sound like I'm, I'm pro Alekqaula. I I really am just like trying to stride the line here. It's a touchy subject.
1: He really should have just fucking shut up right away and kept shutting up for the rest of the time.
0: Definitely tragic that that woman died though. Absolutely. No reason. Also tragic lie. is that uh, Nexon has filed a lawsuit against Iron Mace, makers of Dark and Darker. John, don't say anything. Sure,
2: <laughs> no you were mid-dark and that darker, darker Alright, you know what I gotta, say? I gotta say You know what I call it I call it uh, this behind your back and not to your face I call it shit and shitter That's what I call it
1: Bro. That's not very inventive, I gotta say It's not well, up to your usual standard
0: You know Uh, well, anyway The point I was gonna make is uh, I think Iron Mace is kinda fucked I actually don't think we're ever gonna see Dark and Darker
1: Hmm so, I, but I want to see darker,
0: So the lawsuit contends. I think it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's copyright infringement and stealing trade secrets. So what does that mean as far as this goes? Iron Mace's defense so far has been proving that none of their files are the same files that were used in P3, and that the things that are common are stuff that were commonly bought from like the Unreal Asset Marketplace, etc. These are all true things, but there's a couple of major claims against Iron Mace that, uh, is kind of rough. The first is that an empo- a former employee of Nexon had access to their private servers and was told to take it down and didn't. Uh, well, he was an employee at the time, and these are all facts. Iron Mace contends that he was given approval to continue it because his team couldn't be productive otherwise. It um, has some proof to that but it doesn't look good having access to a private server right before uh, you are quit slash fired maybe and uh, start your own competitor company
1: mm.
0: the more tangible yeah. claim is nexton isn't claiming that they directly stole files per se but rather that by working on Project P3 in a at Nexon they were involved in the pre-production the planning stages of what the game would look like and all that Uh, and then they quit the company and took those trade secrets with them to start their own company and skip pre-production to make a game and that claim seems pretty hard to deny they start getting into the specifics like how Project P3 uh, had the same exact six classes mapped out that Dark and Darker does how Project P3 was going to have the inverted uh, dungeon or inverted pyramid dungeon style, just like Dark and Darker does. Basically, just nailing out how, like, while they didn't seal these files, they were able to recreate the whole game and know it was going to be a success based on the pre-production, marketing, design, and planning phases that they were able to right. skip all of that to accelerate game development and basically get. The- Nexon's idea out the door first.
1: That's seems yeah, kind of hard to deny, I see how right? that would be problematic uh, for their defense. In their defense.
0: And, like, honestly, it helps explain, I think, a lot of the reasons why Dark and Darker, even Playtest 1, felt as good as it did, despite being jank. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it had had a lot of development put into it actually as far as like planning how the game was going to look play and feel um yeah
1: i mean was if this is all true all accurate was there like a a world a timeline where they somehow did this properly with the same like results and at every step and and but came up with a game that didn't, uh, you know, go against law and procedure at points. Like, I can't...
0: I know you're I would, saying. I guess it would be
1: messy. They, they but... have the
0: ideas. So how much can the court rule who owns what ideas? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That, that kind of gets into the minutia of it. I feel like... It does. I feel like it doesn't look good for them that they immediately started this company and made this game and got it out the door in 10 months. Like, immediately after leaving Nexon while working on that project. You know what I mean? I don't know Mm -hmm. if there's, like... I I think that they would have to prove that they had independently recreated a lot of the pre-production stages, like design documents, um, marketing information. You know what I mean? I think they would have to, like validate that on their end at the very least to build a uh build an argument that they did all the steps
1: right basically have all the receipts of pre-production right and that would like uh at least present a defense of we put the time in we put the effort in here are the results of that time and effort we can show you you know right yeah sure this is the first time in a while that some case not necessarily legal just some disagreement conflict kind of thing has come up that i'm very personally invested in that i completely agree with the side i don't want to win or rather if all this is true that i'm like yeah. i understand that this is necessary for the way our law in the world works um for how companies have to work but like mm-hmm. damn, does it suck <laughs> it's it's uh, a real blow like, uh, if you know, we end up if, losing this,
0: like, if a, a food analogy, you know what I mean? You work for a company developing recipes, uh, and then building those recipes into meals, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you manage to, like, make the perfect recipe. Uh, but before you can ever make a meal with it, you leave the company and then manage, and you know, you made the recipe so you know what the recipe is. Then you use that same recipe in a new company, you know? Yeah. Clearly, you stole that company's trade secret. Uh, I it's your idea, but in capitalist America that's just the way it works. The company owns the ideas that you have on company time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Do you would you consider this one of those cases where like um it ha- like you can't be selective. It has to work this way for everyone um because of the times that it actually benefits the the underdog the innocent party the the victim in the situation that is like genuinely has genuinely been hurt by it or do you think that this is like um you know sort i don't know how to put it but like not necessarily the right thing and yeah just the way our law works but it shouldn't work that way
0: uh more the latter
1: okay like, you don't, you can't see usually no, this it, kind I of legal hell. rigmarole helping, like, innocent victims or people who are genuinely, like, at, at, uh, on, on the, the, the victimized side of things.
0: I don't know. I mean, it's it's a game of power, right? Like, it feels wrong because a billion dollar company is bearing, barreling down basically an indie company. Um right. For what is ostensibly the same employees continuing to work under circumstances that are better suited for them. Uh, I cannot be in favor of that, even if that law might help protect uh, people in other financial situations. You know what I mean? Clearly, Mm -hmm. like, there's something messed up there.
1: And, like, to begin with, you know, everyone was kind of on the same page that even if Iron Mace was completely in the right and had all the receipts that's still a major uphill battle to fight nexon you know because for sure nexon has you the power the situation, the like you of battles, said. yeah yeah
0: so i don't know i mean i, I think optimistically we see another playtest, and i think super optimistically dark and dark air manages to come out after a settlement is made and s- some some handshake deal you know what i mean um but I don't know. That I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm nice. talking on my ass at this point.
1: We're in the I mean, timeline. I think the most likely
0: case is that it doesn't get released. But maybe in a worse case, but not so bad case, uh, people recreate it in under certain names. You know what I mean? Like, the, uh, the idea is yeah. out there now. And, like, I think that something like this game, having the fate of wood, would inspire people. I don't know if we would ever have something as good as Dark and Darker, but, um, you know. I think it's going to be influential.
1: And even that kind of leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth, <laughs> you know, like people kind of, um, the, the best we can get is picking be apart like the remains. Of and, yeah. yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if there is a, a timeline where dark and darker comes out, leaks out as like a, a pirate radio sort of like, uh, um, self-hosted prod project product
0: i I think there's people decompiling it now, like just peeking at the discourse. some people are talking about some guy on YouTube who's talking about um, breaking apart the game so he could rebuild it. Hmm. but you know there's just people talking, and people are excited yes. to see how much any you know, of these ideas come to light. It is knows, always maybe we're in a when... timeline where we do see project p three and considering well, you know it would probably suck, but considering it has. The same DNA is dark and darker. There's, there's some hope there.
1: Yeah, but just like, I don't know. I think m- morally, I wouldn't feel right.
0: <laughs> you, you could pay five dollars to go into a dungeon with purple
1: gear. Oh, sweet, dude. Never mind. <laughs> They'll make the I was gonna gear say though, even worse. <laughs> You're just like hitting and no damage at Take all. Take me
0: two magic missiles to kill a skeleton
1: i was gonna say though it it is always sweet when people um are dedicated enough to some product like some something that they really admire or love that they dedicate themselves to preserving it i i've talked about that many times in terms of you know emulation and uh keeping servers alive self-hosted servers alive and stuff like that i always love seeing that so um if this ends up being another case of that, if that, that's the scenario we're left with, that would be also be really cool, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know. Uh, Get sucks. out
2: of your head, both of you. It's not coming out in every <laughs> it's it's it out.
0: It just sucks, man. Like Just a little blip of the radar.
1: Get a little gross blip at that.
0: Dust in the wind, man. It's a great game
1: dust and dustier could have been a great game
2: and frostier
1: okay come on now john yeah stop oh yeah well that's it
0: that's the podcast that's all we got we aired our bags that's the we whole talked about dark and darker for most of it uh we also talked a little bit about harry potter and hey doing patrol it's apparently pretty good
2: <laughs> it is it is check it out check it out it's not great it's good it's good it's good. That's great
1: i also yeah. hear it gets worse as it goes
2: <laughs> oh boy here he well, is trying to ruin my day just
1: what can i heard from, maybe
0: can go from like good to like okay it doesn't have to get bad you know right yeah that's the hope i mean the hope oh my is God. A whole lot, But i have one more news piece BuzzFeed news is shutting down I don't care. The era defining media outlets <laughs> closing down its once famed news farm, CEO jo- Jonah O'Coretti announced. Uh, they're reducing oh, their oh workforce boy. by 15%. Okay. Let us know what you guys think about BuzzFeed right? at Broken Campfire on Twitter or BrokenCampfireGmail.com. Uh, I got some thoughts cooking about it, but I'll share those next week on the next oh. Broken Campfire podcast.
1: Great. Uh, Can yeah, I leave you guys with like a video game related question?
0: Absolutely. Mm. Uh
1: are I think we talked about this, but are, are you, either you guys gonna play Dead Rising or Dead Rising, Dead Island 2? Which I've gonna, I've heard is getting fairly decent reviews actually.
0: I was gonna pick it up if I had friends who were interested in playing it, but it's like mid okay. seventy review, right?
1: Yeah, it's I'm like not, there's some I'm not high reviews definitely but,
0: but I'm like Okay, sure.
2: Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm leaning towards no, but I mean if if you know, if there was some convincing, not some light convincing, I'd probably do it.
1: But if there was a person among our friend group who was into the idea, picked it up immediately, and said it was good and that we should all play it, then that might entice us to get in on it.
0: That was For you? Apps. Did you do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, right. leading <laughs> no, up not. to,
1: like, well. That did sound like I was, not in retrospect, but no. It's uh, the same Epic exact too, feeling right? for me. Does what? It is It is on Epic, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So that so may that so may be happy. another tick against it in my book. It, it's definitely it's a, a tick big against pick. it. I don't big think big I'm pick.
0: My Steam logs in every day when I turn on my computer. My fucking Epic, I, I don't know, it's always a mix-up. Or how... It's always a toss-up. Am I going to remember my login? <laughs> amen. Amen.
1: So maybe this will be like a uh, you know a year from now when it drops exclusive, or if if that's what the case is here, maybe it'll be like a, a patient game for us.
0: Oh, dude! I, you know really what? I got a feeling sale. that uh, after they're done with Epic, they're going to go to Daddy and Microsoft and get some Game Pass bugs.
1: That would be nice. I could see that happening. I don't know why, but I could see that happening. I, I hope mean, that's what
0: know, happens. If you unlock your game is like a banger, that's like the move, right? You can at least just get guaranteed income from Microsoft. Right. And you could also release it on Steam too. There's nothing saying you can't. True. I'm pretty sure they usually do that, actually. Release it on both. Like Yakuza was on I guess it was on Steam first, but it's not like it went off Steam
1: yeah the uh the original dead island was you know fun enough no and the dying light games are uh a little bit more serious as i recall but like uh, fun expansions of that and it's just it's kind of a m- miracle at this point that dead island 2 released and released not abysmally so it's kind of uh, an interesting case so i guess we'll see Tune in a year from now on the Broken Campfire podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: folks. Be here. All right. Good night, everybody. Good luck. And have a good time playing whatever video game is on your docket now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Send us an email about what video game you're playing right now. Stop,
0: stop gaming. Compose email. You can do it on your phone. Broken Campfire. Pause the Fire game. Unless you're playing a Souls game, you can't pause those. John, what do we think about that? Oh, they're shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to play a video game. You tell me I can't go to uh, do something? Sorry, I can't oh, go to the yeah.
1: bathroom. Like I have a, a feeling break. that John would call Dark Souls shit Souls.
2: I might I might refer to it as that. I don't want people to think I have weird shit things, so I'd probably switch it up, but... <laughs>
0: Nothing wrong with a weird shit thing.
2: That's. (laughs) Fatable.